This programme is sponsored by the Wolves Disabled Supporters Association. The giant is stirring. The dream is being realised. Hello and welcome to a new edition of the Wolverhampton Wanderers programme as we preview the visit of the champions to Molyneux as Wolves take on Liverpool. Coming up in the programme, we'll hear from the skipper Connor Cody and we'll get the lowdown on today's visitors. We've got a special Wolves versus Liverpool feature focusing on some of the legends that have played for both sides and Rui Patricio is our player in focus. Once again, we'll have the 11 v 11 quiz. Nelson Semedo plays fantasy football and we'll end with another greatest Wolves 11. This edition's provider is Wolves legend Jeff Palmer. Welcome to the Wolverhampton Wanderers programme. It's Wolves versus Liverpool. First up, it's the skipper, Connor Cody. These notes were on record before the Leeds match. As a group of players, Connor says we can't wait to get back out at Molyneux. Our recent Premier League performances have been good here and we have something to build on now. Although a few weeks separate our home games against Leeds United and Liverpool, we know both will be very tough, but they represent an opportunity for us to build and improve. Leeds have been fantastic since their promotion and gave us an incredibly tough game at Ellen Road in October, so we know we'll have to be at our best against them. As for Liverpool, they're the reigning champions and their quality is well known, but these are the challenges we're in football for. These games are about us improving as a group. We need to make sure our positive performances become consistent so we can enjoy a strong second half of the season. In recent weeks, we've been made up to have Johnny back with us and he's been incredible. He's worked so hard over the past six months to get to where he is now, but the speed in which he returned and the seamless way he slotted back into the team is testament to him as a person and a footballer. He's a massive part of this club and is a close friend to each person in that home dressing room. So we're buzzing he's back and hopefully he can help us continue to improve. Of course, it's now been a year since we've had our supporters inside Molyneux and I struggle to put into words how much we've missed them. It's the same for every club in the Premier League, but our supporters make Molyneux such a special place. It's an atmosphere you just can't experience anywhere else and there's no doubt they give us that extra 10%. We're counting down the days until we can have fans back here and following us up and down the country at away games. Hopefully next season we can all be together again and can make up for lost time. However, now we must focus on the task in hand and doing everything we can to make those supporters proud with positive performances in the Premier League. Connor Cody. This is the Wolves versus Liverpool 11, an in-depth look at some of the most well-known names to have featured for both the Old Gold and the Reds during their careers. Cyril Sidlow was at Wolves from 1937 to 1946 and from Liverpool from 1946 to 1952. The Welsh international goalkeeper signed for Wolves ahead of the outbreak of the Second World War. However, once the conflict ended seven years later, the rise of England great Burt Williams saw Sidlow's appearances between the sticks for the Golden Black Limited. With Wolves having two international keepers, which included a match between England and Wales at Ninian Park, where the club supplied both stoppers, Sidlow became surplus to requirements, leading to Liverpool's manager at the time, George Kay, taking the 31-year-old to Anfield for a then-record of £4,000 in February 1946. 
Having earned Liverpool's number one jersey for the 46-47 season, the keeper helped the Reds to their first league championship in 24 years, coincidentally thanks to a match-winning performance against former club Wolves at Molyneux on the final day of the season. Liverpool were a point behind their hosts heading into the match, but a 2-1 win saw the trophy head back to Merseyside. Sidlow made more than 160 appearances for the Reds during the following four seasons before retiring from top-level football in 1952 when he moved back to Wolverhampton. Keanu Hoover was at Liverpool from 2018 to 2020 and is currently at Wolves. The Dutch youth international learnt his trade in his home nation with AZ Alkmaar and Ajax before joining Liverpool in 2018. Reds boss Jurgen Klopp handed the then 16-year-old his debut at what was to be his future home ground of Molyneux as he came off the bench for Liverpool as they fell to Wolves in the Emirates FA Cup third round in January 2019. A full debut followed early in Liverpool's title-winning season as Hoover marked his first start with a goal as Liverpool beat MK Dons 2-0 in the Carabao Cup. A towering header at Stadium MK made the Dutchman Liverpool's fourth youngest ever goalscorer, behind Ben Woodburn, Michael Owen and Jordan Rossiter. The European Under-17 Championship winner moved to Wolves last summer, making his debut in the Premier League match away at West Ham United, before his full top-flight debut came away to Manchester United in Wolves' final match of 2020. Connor Cody, Liverpool 2005-2014, Wolves 2015-now. The Wolves captain has developed into one of the club's most consistent performers after making the middle role in Nuno Espirito Santo's back three his own. The former midfielder joined Liverpool's academy as a 12-year-old and went on to captain the Reds' under-21 side as well as make two senior appearances for the Merseyside club against Anzi Makachala and Fulham. While at Anfield, Cody received international recognition by England all the way up to under-20s and following a season at Huddersfield Town, he moved to Molyneux where he played in a variety of positions before being transformed into a defender and leader under Nuno. After two years in midfield, Cody initially made the switch to defence at the start of the 2017-18 season, helping Wolves to 24 championship clean sheets on their way to the league title. Having taken the Premier League in his stride, Cody continues to be an ever-present in Nuno's side, and his performances have earned him England recognition, scoring and taking the captain's armband on just his second senior international appearance, as England beat Wales 3-0 at Wembley. Emlyn Hughes, Liverpool 1967-79 and Wolves 79-81. One of the greatest players to pull on the red of Liverpool, Emlyn Hughes began his Anfield career in 1967, following a move from Blackpool. During a 12-year spell with Liverpool, Hughes was handed the captain's armband by Bill Shankly as he led the club to four league titles and an FA Cup trophy throughout the 1970s. As well as his domestic success, Hughes also helped the Reds to two European Cups, including the club's inaugural title after defeating Borussia Mönchengladbach in 1977, a season in which Hughes was named the Football Writers Player of the Year and two UEFA Cup titles. One of the most successful footballers of his generation, Hughes earned the first of his England caps whilst at Liverpool, going on to captain his country throughout his 62 national team appearances. The only domestic trophy Hughes was missing from his cabinet, the League Cup, he achieved after moving to Wolves as he captained the old goal to victory over Nottingham Forest at Wembley in 1980. During two seasons at Molyneux, Hughes formed a formidable defensive barrier with George Berry, with his tough and resilient nature making him a huge hit with the fans. Jack Robinson, Liverpool 2002-2014 and Wolves 2013. One of several Liverpool Academy graduates to also play in old goal, Jack Robinson joined the Reds as a nine-year-old before making his senior debut in 2010. 
The left-back came on as a late substitute against Hull City in Rafael Benitez's final game in charge of the club, with Robinson's appearance at 16 years and 250 days, making him the youngest player to have featured for Liverpool in 36 years. Having made fleeting appearances off the bench throughout the 2010-11 Premier League season, Robinson would have to settle for game time with the under-21s. With opportunities at Anfield Limited, the England Youth International was loaned out to Wolves in February 2013 for the remainder of the championship season. Robinson went straight into the starting eleven at Molyneux in place of Stephen Ward, and although he established himself as a key player, he was unable to stop Wolves' relegation into League One. Returning to Liverpool, Robinson had a season on loan at Blackpool before making the permanent move away from his boyhood club in 2014 as he joined Queen's Park Rangers. Into the midfield we go then with Jimmy Mellier. He was at Liverpool from 1952 to 1964 and Wolves in 1964. England international Jimmy Mellier spent the early decade of his career in the red of Liverpool as he helped the club to a first division title. Signing for the team as a 15-year-old, Mellier earned rave reviews on his Liverpool debut as he scored in a 5-2 win over Nottingham Forest in December 1955, but it wasn't until the following season when he had a real run in the side. Becoming a regular during Liverpool's seasons in the second division, Mellier flourished in the top flight after Liverpool won promotion and was soon called up to make his England bow. His form also attracted a move to Molyneux in March 1964 for a club record transfer fee of £48,000. Melia's stay in the Midlands, though, was brief. Despite scoring four goals in his 24 league appearances under Stan Cullis, his run in the team came to an end with the sacking of the legendary manager. New boss Andy Beattie decided the midfielder was not going to be part of his plans going forward and offloaded Melia to Southampton. Darren Potter. Liverpool 2001-2007. Wolves in 2006 and 07-09. Starting out as a product of the Liverpool Academy, Darren Potter made his senior debut for the Reds in August 2004, coming on as a substitute for the last five minutes in a UEFA Champions League qualifier. Potter featured in Liverpool's run to the Champions League final, as well as two Premier League matches in his first season at Anfield, but during the next two seasons, Potter was sent out on loan to Southampton and Wolves. Impressing at Molyneux during the first half of the 06-07 season, where he was a regular in the side under Mick McCarthy, Potter made his temporary move from Anfield permanent in January 2007. The Republic of Ireland midfielder scored his first and only goal for Wolves in the FA Cup against Oldham Athletic shortly after transferring to the club, before going on to make 44 appearances in his first season in Old Gold. However, Potter's second season at Wolves was not as successful, ultimately leading to a move to Sheffield Wednesday. Paul Ince, Liverpool 97-99 and Wolves 2002-2006. Legendary former Manchester United midfielder Paul Ince made the move to Anfield in the summer of 97, having spent two seasons in Italy with Inter Milan. The switch surprised many due to the Governor's United past, with his two seasons in red coming as part of a transition period as the team finished trophyless, and their final position of 7th in the Premier League meant they missed out on a place in Europe. Ince's greatest moment for Liverpool saw him score a late equaliser against Manchester United at Anfield and celebrated in front of the Cop although the draw was not enough to deprive the Red Devils of the league title, which formed part of their treble success. After three years at Middlesbrough, Ince joined Wolves in 2002, going on to captain the side to promotion in his first season at Molyneux in the Division 1 playoff final, as the old goal played top-flight football for the first time in almost 20 years. With Wolves spending just one season in the Premier League, the former England captain decided to postpone his retirement and stayed at the club for two more seasons in the Championship. And into the front line we go, starting with Shea Ojo. Liverpool 2011 to present and Wolves 2015 to 16. 
Joining Liverpool Academy as a 14-year-old, Shea Ojo didn't make his competitive debut for the club until January 2016. But in that time, he'd already spent time on loan at Wigan Athletic and Wolves. Ojo's loan at Molyneux came shortly after signing a long-term contract with Liverpool in August 2015, making his Wolves debut in a 2-1 victory over Blackburn Rovers on the opening day of the 2015-16 Championship season. Three days later, Ojo was handed a first start for his new club, setting up Nua Dicko's opening goal in another 2-1 win, this time against Newport County in the League Cup. But after 17 league appearances for Wolves, Ojo was recalled by his parent club at the start of 2016. Having been recalled by Liverpool, Ojo scored his first goal for the Reds in a 3-0 FA Cup third-round replay victory over Exeter City. Still contracted to Liverpool, Ojo has since made eight Premier League appearances for the club and is currently on loan at Cardiff City in the Championship. Diogo Jota, Wolves 2017-20, Liverpool 20-present. Former Porto forward Diogo Jota reunited with his old manager Nuno Espirito Santo as he moved to the then-Championship Wolves on loan in the summer of 2017. A collection of impressive performances in the second tier followed as Jota featured on both the left wing and as a false number nine to help Wolves to the league title, which saw his loan move become permanent ahead of a first season in the Premier League. Blowing hot and cold throughout the following two seasons, when Jota was on form, he was unstoppable, scoring Wolves' first top-flight hat-trick since the legendary striker John Richards in a memorable 4-3 victory over Leicester City. Further hat-tricks were to follow in 2019-20 as Jota took just 12 minutes to put three past Besiktas in Wolves' first European campaign in 40 years before making it back-to-back hat-tricks at home to Espanyol in the last 32. Jota earned a move to Liverpool in the summer of 2020 and got off to a great start for the Reds, being named their Player of the Month for October. However, a leg injury cut short his positive start to the season. And finally in our Wolves and Liverpool eleven. Alan Evans, Wolves 1964-68 and Liverpool 68-72. Coming through Wolves' youth setup to make his debut with the first team at 18, Alan Evans' first start came in a victory at West Ham. The promising Kidderminster-born striker netted a last-minute winner against Burnley in his first game at Molyneux a week later. A junior member of Wolves' 1967 squad who triumphed in America as Los Angeles Wolves, Evans scored four goals in 22 appearances, including one against former club Liverpool during his one and only top-flight season with Wolves. Evans was signed by Liverpool for £110,000 in September 1968, making him Britain's most expensive teenager, and he made his debut for Bill Shankly's side in a 4-0 victory over Leicester City at Anfield. Evans went on to appear in 33 league matches during his first season with the club, but injuries he sustained in a glass attack at a Wolverhampton nightclub forced him out of the team. Although he regained his form to score a hat-trick against Bayern Munich and an equaliser against Everton in the 1971 FA Cup semi-final, a disappointing performance in the final meant his Liverpool career came to an abrupt end. This week's featured player is the man between the sticks. This is an analysis of Rui Patricio. Monday the 18th of June 2018 was the day when many people realised championship winners' walls were not going to be like any other newly promoted team. That day was when Portugal's number one and a truly world-class goalkeeper who had helped his team to lift the Euro 2016 title just two years previously in Rui Patricio put pen to paper on a four-year deal at Molyneux. Although Wolves had already surprised many with the signing of some of the best up-and-coming talent the previous year as they brought Ruben Neves and Diego Jota to the West Midlands, they weren't household names unlike Patricio. 
With 426 appearances for Sporting under his belt, including 26 in the Champions League, four Portuguese Domestic Cup titles, two Sporting Player of the Year awards, twice Primeira Liga Goalkeeper of the Year, and nominated for the 2016 Ballon d'Or, as well as having been awarded the Portuguese equivalent of an MBE, Patricio was already a legend when he arrived at Wolves. Despite coming in to replace John Ruddy, who had performed admirably in Wolves' championship-winning campaign as the club's first-choice stopper, Patricio immediately endeared himself to his new team supporters by opting to wear the number 11 shirt as opposed to the more traditional number 1, in honour of Carla Kami, who had recently taken the decision to retire following treatment for acute leukaemia. Although his prowess as a top-class goalkeeper was already well known, some did wonder how the then 30-year-old, who could barely speak a word of English, would adapt to life outside of his native home having spent his entire career with sporting. Little did they need to worry, as Patricio quickly established himself among the best shot stoppers, helping Wolves to keep nine clean sheets, a club record in the Premier League era, on their way to a seventh-place finish and a place in the subsequent season's Europa League. Showing consistent performances throughout his first two seasons at Wolves, it was during the 1920 season when Patricio put in some of the most eye-catching performances, which will live long in the memory. As Patricio and his back three of Willy Bolly, Orleander Dandonka when the defender was out injured, Connor Cody and Roman Saiz became more of a solid unit, Patricio's clean sheet record in the Premier League also improved in his second season in England. With one of the best defensive records in the league, Patricio kept 13 Premier League clean sheets and only conceded 40 goals compared to 46 the year before. But it was in Europe where Patricio's experience came to the fore. Having reached the last 16 of the Europa League, Wolves faced Olympiacos at Molyneux in the ground's only European match during Covid times. Patricio put in a stunning display to make crucial saves to earn the old gold, their first appearance in a European quarter-final since 1972. Although that campaign was to finish at that stage, Patricio continued his form into the start of the 2021 season, making what could have been a crucial penalty save against Leicester City back in November. But since the start of December, Wolves' form has taken the biggest dip since the goalkeeper made his move to the British Isles. Wolves and Patricio went through a stage of conceding four goals against Liverpool, two against Burnley, three against Brighton, two against Everton and three against West Brom. For the first time in his golden black career, the Portuguese was under fire and supporters were suggesting the goalkeeper should be switched out for Deputy Ruddy. But with a visit to Stamford Bridge to take on Chelsea, Patricio put in his most impressive performance of the season to keep out a blue side who are in the top goal-scoring guise and aiming for the summit of the table. Although the side were able to stop Chelsea, Patricio identified that he still has much to improve on. He said, In these difficult times you get a lot of frustration. It's important to analyse how you feel and how you are enjoying every game and try not to let this stop you from reaching your goals. We have had to adapt a correct attitude towards the game so we can understand how to improve our performance. That does not only relate to football, but also our own personal lives. We always aim to grow, and we want to be better as people. Since Patricio made these comments, Wolves and their experienced stopper have looked like they are getting back on track. Two wins and a draw in his last Premier League matches, the now 33-year-old celebrated his birthday with a stunning performance against Southampton. Having been swapped for Ruddy in the FA Cup match between the sides three days earlier, Patricio came back in for the league fixture and showed the ability that he has expertly, keeping out everything Saints could throw at the Wolves' goal as they searched for a result. Although during a difficult season for everyone, questions might have been asked of him for the first time in his Wolves' career, Patricio not only answered those doubts, but showed things look very bright between the sticks for the old gold. Here's what former Wolves keeper Matt Murray had to say on Rui Patricio. We all knew the name before he joined, but once I knew he was signing, I remember watching him closely in the World Cup and I thought, wow, what a bargain. 
You could see how calm he was. He makes big saves and he doesn't get involved in things that he doesn't need to. John Ruddy had been outstanding in the championship season to win Golden Glove, so he had big boots to fill. But the way he took the number 11 in recognition of Carl was classy and showed the type of guy he is. You know the Portuguese lads respect him and his achievements massively because what he's done during his career, and I've been really impressed with him from the minute he walked through the door. He plays quite differently to other goalkeepers as he sat deeper in his goal, but he's very quick across his line to make the saves. An improvement I've seen from the first season through to now is how he deals with the higher balls coming in, as they're not something he would have had to deal with as much on the continent. He's kept a lot of clean sheets, and I remember games in the Europa League run where he was outstanding. During the Olympiacos tie, he made some big saves, which is a sign of a top keeper when you don't have a lot to do, but you can still make the big saves when called upon. And here is Carl Akemi on Rui Patricio. Carl says, He's been fantastic since he's come in. He's quietly gone about his business as well, made some big saves in big moments. Looking back on some of his big games this season, he showed his quality in the Leicester away game with an outstanding save to deny Jamie Vardy's penalty. That save could have been massive in the context of that game. At 2-0 with the performance from the rest of the team, we could have been out of it because there was nothing in that first half performance. But he brings a wealth of experience and a sense of calmness to the back three, or back four as it has been at times this season, and it's become seamless. We speak about him because of the circumstances and because he's a top keeper, but it's been a seamless transition of him coming into the squad and there's never been a moment where we've been calling for him to be dropped. He's been brilliant since he's come in, makes the big saves when he's called upon, and he's getting better. I'm sure he'll keep improving, as will the team as a whole, and after making 100 appearances, I'm sure he's got another 100 in him for Wolves. He was a great signing, although I obviously knew how disappointing it would feel for John Ruddy after he got us up, but Rui's been brilliant. He looks after himself well, and you can see him in a Wolves shirt for years to come. This programme is brought to you by the Wolves Disabled Supporters Association, For more information, please contact Dennis Green. All the information you need can be found at facebook.com forward slash Wolves DSA. And now it's time to take a look at our visitors. This is Liverpool before they arrived. Magical Mo. After relinquishing his grip on the Premier League golden boot last season, Mo Salah is back in pole position to reclaim the honour. With 32 goals in his opening season as a red, the Egyptian cruised to the award and then shared the honour with Sadio Mane and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang a year later. However, after Jamie Vardy stole in to take top spot in 1920, Salah is back in the driving seat with 17 goals. Top 4 fight The race for Champions League football is one of the most captivating in the Premier League this season and Liverpool will back themselves to come out on top. After defeat at Leicester City, the Reds found themselves sixth as Chelsea and West Ham United leapfrogged them. However, Liverpool have competed in the last four Champions League campaigns and won it in 2019, so will be aiming to secure their place again. Diogo's reunion. Should Diogo Jota be fit, it will be the forwards' first return to Molyneux since departing for Anfield last summer. The Portuguese enjoyed three thrilling seasons in the West Midlands, scoring 44 goals and earning a move to Merseyside. That form continued in red with Jota in irresistible form before his December knee injury, but he'll be hoping to be fit to face his former colleagues in Old Gold. A busy treatment room. Liverpool's injury worries have been well documented this season and have affected results on the pitch. Jurgen Klopp's trio of defensive absentees remain, but after a return of Diogo Jota and Naby Keita, they could be key for the run-in. The German was also able to boost his options in the January transfer market with the arrival of Erzan Kabak and Ben Davies, who will hope to enjoy an extended run in the side. 
Let's see then how the teams stack up with the stats. We first look at appearances. Andy Robertson and Jeannie Wijnaldum have been ever-present for Liverpool, while Pedro Neto and Rui Patricio can say the same for Wolves with 28 appearances apiece. Salah, Firmino and Cody all have 27. In the goals column, Mo Salah has 17, Sadio Mane has 7, Firmino has 6, Pedro Neto has 5, while so too does Diogo Jota. In terms of assists, Bobby Firmino is joined by Pedro Neto on 5, as well as Andy Robertson, Sadio Mane and Mo Salah have 3 apiece. The last three games between these two sides have ended Liverpool 4, Wolves 0, Wolves 1, Liverpool 2 and Liverpool 1, Wolves 0. Wolves last three has been Newcastle 1, Wolves 1, Man City 4, Wolves 1 and Villa 0, Wolves 0. For Liverpool, they were beaten at home by Chelsea by a goal to nil and then at home by Fulham by a goal to nil as well before beating Leipzig 2-0 in the Champions League in the week. The last meeting between these two sides came in December in the Premier League with Liverpool 4-0 victors. Salah, Wijnaldum, Matip and Nesmedo own goal were the goals on that day. Nuno's record against Liverpool then isn't the best. He's got one win in six matches with five defeats. Jurgen Klopp, meanwhile, has an excellent record. Seven matches, five wins and just two defeats. The overall record between two historical sides in the English top division looks like this. Wolves have 36 wins, Liverpool have 54. There have been 17 draws. This is the Liverpool Scout Report, an insight into how Liverpool will set up at Molyneux with the Athletics' James Pearce. Style of play. It's 4-3-3. The full-backs push high and there's a big emphasis on Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold to provide the creativity from wide areas. Then the front three presses a unit to try and win the ball high up the pitch. Today's approach. It generally stays the same for every game, but so much hinges on who is actually available. Main man. It would have to be Mo Salah. He's been the talisman for Liverpool again this season with his goals and the way in which he occupies defenders. I think he's developed into a real team player in terms of creating space for his teammates. If you stop him, you go a long way to stopping Liverpool. Wary of. I'd say Pedro Neto. When you look at whoever plays centre-back for Liverpool, it'll be two who won't have played much football together. So with Wolves' ability to run at them, that would be an area I'd be concerned about. Match winner. It probably would be Salah for his goals, but you could also say Alexander-Arnold on the basis that quite often when he's on form with his quality from wide areas, it gives Liverpool a new dimension. Time now for the 11 versus 11 quiz. It's Liverpool versus Wolves from the 29th of December 2010 at Anfield. Can you work out the lineups from this famous game where Wolves took a 1-0 win at Anfield? Liverpool 11. In goal, number 25, won Euro 2008 and Euro 2012 with Spain. Right back, number 2, played in the 2008 FA Cup final for Portsmouth. Number 16, centre-back, came through the Panathinaikos youth system. Number 37, centre-back, former captain of the Slovakia national team. Number 3, left-back, ended his playing career at Billericay Town. Number 18, right midfield, won the Dutch Golden Shoe in 2003 and 2006. Number four, centre midfield. Helped Chelsea to the 2012 Champions League. Number eight, centre midfield. Holds record for most matches as Liverpool captain. Number 21, centre midfield. Two-time Lazio player of the season in 2017 and 19. Number 24, left midfield. Won the 2020 Lithuanian Super Cup with Zalgiris. 
and number nine, striker, scored 85 goals in two 12 Premier League matches. And the Wolves 11. In goal, number 13, won 94 caps for Wales since his debut in 2007. Number 23, right back, joined Wolves from French outfit Kane. Number 5, centre back, made Wolves' debut against Plymouth in 2008. Number 16, centre back, named in the 2017 18 Scottish Premiership 11. Number 3, left back, currently playing for Maidstone United. Number 32, right midfield. Spent 12 years at Luton Town before Wolves. Number 12, centre midfield. Grew up playing hurling in Ireland. Number 20, centre midfield. Represented his country at the 2010 World Cup. Number 17, left midfield. His parents played professional table tennis. Number 9, striker. Came through the Manchester United Academy. And number 11, striker. Retired from international football with 50 caps. As ever, answers will come at the end of the programme. Time now for Fantasy Football with Nelson Semedo. Going under the spotlight this week, answering hypothetical football questions, is our Portuguese defender, Nelson Semedo. First up, if you had to nominate one player to manage the team for a game, who would you pick? He says, Moutinho, because he's got a lot of experience and has very good relationships with all the players. He's funny, but he's serious when he has to be. If you could invite one foreign club to join the Premier League, who would you pick? Nelson says, it would be nice to see Barcelona play in the Premier League. If you were arranging the pre-season tour, where would you choose? Nelson says, I'll say Portugal. It'd be nice. Lisbon. If you could play any other sport professionally, which sport? Nelson says, I'm not good at basketball, but I'd enjoy it. I like the culture of the NBA. If you could be a manager for a day, which team from the past would you like to manage? Nelson says, for me, a classic Benfica team. If you cooked food for the team after training, what would you cook? Nelson says, I'm not so good at cooking. Maybe some fried eggs and some pasta. That's easy. If you could play at one stadium you have not before, which would you choose? Nelson says, the Maracanã in Brazil, maybe with Portugal one day. If you could choose one former teammate you'd want in the team, who would it be? That's a very easy one. Lionel Messi. It would be nice to have him here, and I think you could help. What one manager other than Nuno would you like to play under? Maybe Pep Guardiola, Nelson says, because he's one of the best in the world. And final question, if you could have one characteristic of a teammate, what would it be? Nelson says, Adama's strength. It would be nice to be that strong. He's so strong. My Wolves 11. To finish each programme this season, we've asked some of the old gold's famous faces to compile their dream Wolves 11. The teams can be made up of any player from any era, and they don't have to be the best of their time, just special to those who've chosen them. Giving his best Wolves team during his time in the Golden Black is the eighth highest appearance maker in the club's history, right back and boyhood old gold supporter, Jeff Palmer. Formation, 4-4-2. Keeper, Paul Bradshaw. Consistency-wise, Bradders just got the edge over lofty Phil Park, says Jeff. He wasn't a big shouter, but his shot stopping, his striking of the ball and the way he commanded his area was second to none. Right back, Jeff Palmer. Jeff says, right back, I've gone for myself. Only Derek Parkin, Kenny Hibbett and John McCall played more games than me during my era, but I was just chuffed to be playing for the team I'd grown up watching from the more new terraces. Centre-back, Frank Munro. Jeff says, Frank was probably the most skillful player I ever played with. Dominant, could read this game, skillful. He'd got the lot and wasn't afraid of anybody. Playing next to him, he made it easy for me and was a great help. Centre-back, Emlyn Hughes. Jeff says, every team needs somebody like Emlyn. He led by example and had great experience. He'd been an England international, England captain, had won everything. 
and his presence on the field helped us a lot. Left back, Derek Parkin. Jeff says, The record appearance holder for the club and Derek was fantastic. Consistent, a good tackler, had great positional play and a great talker of the game. He was a quiet lad, but he was very loyal to the club. Right wing, Kenny Hibbert. Another legend of the club, says Jeff. A very underrated player who would cover every blade of grass, was a good passer and had a really good strike on him to score lots of goals. He didn't get the international recognition he deserved. Centre midfield, Willie Carr. He was experienced, says Jeff, with quite a few Scotland caps and he'd done well with Coventry, but he settled in straight away at Wolves and put in some great performances. A very intelligent player who was a really good player for us. Centre midfield, Mike Bailey. He's the captain of the team, says Jeff, and an absolute legend. He epitomised everything about the club. He led the team when we played and was a very underrated player, a true leader and the best captain I played under. Left wing, Dave Wagstaff. Waggy had everything, Jeff said. He could stop a ball on a sixpence and had a brilliant left foot. He wasn't a big lad, he had Sparrow's legs, but he could strike a ball as well as anyone. Centre forward, Derek Dugan. Your two front men were always a team and we had one with the Doog and John Richards. On and off the pitch, he was a real character, but that was the Irish in him. A real showman and very underrated. Centre forward, John Richards. Jeff says, you couldn't tell John how to score a goal because it was just natural instinct for him to be in the position to put it in the back of the net. He wasn't the tallest, but he was quick, brave and scored a hell of a lot of goals. And as promised, here are those answers for the 11 versus 11 quiz. The Liverpool team, 25 Rayner, 2 Johnson, 16 Kyriakos, 13 Skirtle, 3 Koncheski, 18 Kautz, 4 Morales, 8 Gerrard, 21 Lucas, 24 N'Go and 9 Torres. For Wolves, 13 Hennessy, 23 Zubar, 5 Stearman, 16 Berra, 3 Elakobi, 32 Foley, 12 Hunt, 20 Milias, 17 Jarvis, 9 Ebanks Blake, and 11 Ward. And just before we go, it's time for the final squads ahead of tonight's fixture. We'll start with the visitors, Liverpool. Number 1, Alisson. 3, Fabinho. 4, Virgil van Dijk. 5, Jorginho Wijnaldum. 6, Thiago Alcantara. 7, James Milner. 8, Naby Keita. 9, Roberto Firmino. 10, Sadio Mane. 11, Mohamed Salah. 12, Joseph Gomez. 13, Adrian. 14, Jordan Henderson, 15, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, 17, Curtis Jones, 9, Erzan Kabak, 20, Diogo Jota, 21, Konstantinos Shimakas, 23, Jordan Shakiri, 26, Andy Robertson, 27, Divock Origi, 28, Ben Davies, 32, Joel Matip, 46, Reese Williams, 47, Nat Phillips, 62, Quavine Kelleher, 66, Trent Alexander-Arnold, and 76, Nico Williams. For Wolves, 2 Kiana Hoover, 3 Ryan A. Nori, 5 Marcel, 7 Pedro Neto, 8 Ruben Neves, 9 Raul Jimenez, 10 Daniel Pedence, 11 Rui Patricio, 12 Willian Jose, 15 Willie Bolly, 16 Connor Cody, 17 Fabio Silva, 18 Morgan Gibbs White, 19 Johnny Otto, 20 Virginia, 21 John Ruddy, 22 Nelson Semedo, 27 Roman Saiz, 28 Joao Martinho, 32 Leander Dendonka, 37 Adama Traore, 49 Max Kilman, 54 Owen Ottosoe, and 62 is Andreas Sundergaard. Our next fixture at Molyneux is the visit of West Ham United. It's currently slated for the 3rd of April as a 3 o'clock kickoff. And that will do us for this week's edition of the Wolverhampton Wanderers programme. We really hope you've enjoyed it. All that's left to do now is to say, enjoy the match. 
giant is stirring. The dream is 